two years into trying to conceive and after our first treatment cycle fail, I was suffering from anxiety, depression, insomnia, IBS and panic attacks. I knew that the stress I was experiencing was caused by the fact that I was unable to get pregnant. But was this stress now impacting my ability to conceive and causing infertility? I was determined to find out, so I started researching the link between stress and infertility. And what I discovered was fascinating. Today, I'm going to share an excerpt from my workshop, Fertility and Your Mind, The Science. And in this, I share how, why, once you start trying to conceive, it feels like you are constantly surrounded by pregnant women and babies. But yes, this is due to your reticular activating system. I'm going to share how the stress, anxiety and depression levels of women undergoing infertility treatment is the same as women who have cancer, HIV or heart disease. I'm going to share the truth between behind the impact of stress on your fertility, the worrying reality of why trying to stay positive and forcing yourself to relax can actually backfire and lead to chronic anxiety and depression, why we have negative emotions for a reason, how thoughts create a physical reaction in the body. And P.S. If you'd like the slides that accompany this workshop, this page happens to have a rather crude sketch of an erect penis to quite literally illustrate my point. So you can visit the Embrace Fertility YouTube channel and check out the video version of this podcast. I'm going to be giving an explanation on how before a feeling there is always a thought how our mind is like a massive library storing all of our past experiences and the beliefs that we made in that moment that are now shaping our decision making and lives today. How the body naturally resets itself to rest, digest, heal and reproduce but chronic stress can leave you living in freeze, flight or fight. The trying to conceive stress cycle and how it can be so damaging to our fertility and the missing piece of the fertility puzzle and how to break the cycle. More about this study is mentioned and talked about um, at my website embracefertility.co.uk slash embrace. Enjoy! You're listening to the Embrace Fertility podcast. My name's Naomi Wolfson. I'm a fertility specialist and Embrace Fertility offers inspiration, support and community to those trying to conceive. Please note, I do use the occasional swear word in this podcast, and I do mention erect penises, so I apologise in advance, but once you listen, you will understand why. Enjoy! I was going to explain why it can seem like you are constantly surrounded by pregnant women and people with babies. The reason why for this is because of your RAS, your reticular activating system. So our brains obviously are processing like huge amounts of information are coming at us the whole time. And our brains, if they tried to compute all of it, we would just fall down because it would just be way too much. So our RAS seeks to validate, seeks data that validates your beliefs and what you're, what you're all about. So, for example, if you're really scared of public speaking and talking on stage, when you're like lining up to go onto that stage and speak and you're sweating, you've got butterflies in your tummy and you're feeling like your heart rate's going, you will tell yourself, I am petrified because talking on stage is scary. But if you have the belief that talking on stage is really exciting, like I do, I was feeling really excited just before hitting record on this masterclass, and I was feeling really jittery, and I had butterflies in my stomach, and I was like, oh, 
but I choose to read that as excitement because what would I be scared of? I love doing this stuff. It's excitement. I'm choosing to see it as excitement. So what's happening when you decide to get pregnant is your brain is scanning all the information that it's coming in through our five senses and is going, oh, you want to get pregnant when I have babies. Oh, there's someone pregnant. Oh, there's a baby. Oh, there's another pregnant person. Oh, there's another baby. Because it thinks that's what you want, that you want this data of information of like, oh, well, she's pregnant. She's pregnant. That person's pregnant. That person's got a baby. Oh, that's how you do it. Your RAS is, is doing that, but you can reprogram your RAS. So why are you trying to conceive? So many people end up saying to you, and this is a fantastic little cartoon that Myrtle and Fertile has said, um, I'm allowed to use in the masterclass. So thank you very much, Myrtle. Um, fantastic cartoon where people start saying to you, oh, just relax. Like, oh, as soon as we stop trying, then it happened. Um, oh, definitely. Like, stay positive. I'm just, don't, just don't think about it. And that's the stage. I was like, oh my God, I just fuck off. Like, oh my God. Just like so many people saying, people actually saying to me, like, no wonder you're not pregnant. Like, you're so stressed. Like, so wound up, Naomi. So I was like, right, I'm going to go and research this now. I have the time to go and, uh, to go research this and really understand this, not just for myself, because at this point I'm still trying to conceive, but for my clients, I'm now seeing one from clients. And what I found out is that women undergoing infertility experience experience the same level of stress, anxiety, and depression as women who have cancer, HIV, or heart disease. Ah, would you say to someone with cancer, oh, just relax, just don't think about it? I don't think so. Uh-uh. No, you wouldn't. Or you may just get a slap in the face. What I also discovered is that women going through infertility are going through grief. We start off in denial because nothing's happening. Then you get really angry. Then you start bargaining and saying like, oh my God, I will do whatever. I will do anything if I could just get pregnant this month. That doesn't happen when you can fall into depression and anxiety. So this is where I was um, before leaving my job. I was depressed. It was just really deep. But then we come to this place of acceptance. And it's not a linear model that you just jump one to the next. You can sort of switch around all over the place. But with grief, you come to this place of acceptance. And that was what fascinated me. I'm going to be talking about a bit more about that later. So it comes down to, is stress part of the reason I'm not getting pregnant? Yes or no? So I'm still trying to conceive at this point. I'm seeing clients. I'm learning all this stuff. I'm still not getting pregnant. I'm like, well, what is going on is the stress of infertility. Because stress, because infertility causes stress, is the stress of infertility. Now the thing that means I'm not getting pregnant? I need to find out. Um, so yes, basically, research is yes. It says that when we're experiencing stress, we've got loss of libido. libido. We shouldn't need to explain why that may be a problem. Um, extreme stress can prevent or delay ovulation. When we're stressed, we can indulge in coping habits that negatively impact our fertility, such as smoking, drinking, recreational drugs, having a dysfunctional relationship with food, so overeating or undereating. And all of the above have been proven to adversely affect the quality of both sperm and eggs. Great. Our immune system is weakened when we're stressed. We may experience health issues that could have a knock-on impact of fertility. For, for example, for me, I was experiencing IBS, which then obviously I wasn't getting the nutrients I needed through my food. It was affecting, you know, so many different areas of my life. I just didn't have the energy. I was feeling, oh, horrible. 
Um, so you're more likely to stop trying to conceive or not commence or abandon treatment due to emotional stress rather than medical prognosis. So that means there are loads of people out there that have stopped trying to conceive, not because the medical establishment has said you need to stop trying, that's no point. They've stopped because of the stress. That's it. Stress can cause insomnia, IBS, panic attacks, anxiety. We can isolate ourselves. It can have a negative impact on our relationships. It can impact your work. It can give you feelings of guilt, shame, and depressive thoughts. Great. I learned this and I was just like, fuck. Okay. So basically, we've come full circle. We're now back to going, well, shit. Okay, so people are telling me to just relax and um, to be more positive. So shit, if I did that, does that mean I won't need fertility treatments? Oh! So then we end up being this fantastic little image from Myrtle going, oh my God, calm down, breathe, just fucking relax, fucking relax. Um, which, yeah, being told to calm down never, never has ever actually helped someone to calm down. I can verify it? No. So if someone tells you, oh, just calm down, just make you calm down, so actually, while I was learning all of this, I then actually found out that trying to just relax and stay positive can actually have a negative impact on your fertility. Ah! So by someone telling this to you, one, makes you feel really isolated, makes you feel like they have no clue what you're going through whatsoever. Bearing in mind infertility as same level of stress as someone going through cancer, HIV, um, or heart disease. So you isolate yourself. So you stop talking to those people. Or when you do talk to them and they say, oh, how are you doing? You go, oh, yeah, I feel, yeah, I feel great. I feel, feel really positive about this cycle. Even if inside you're actually crapping yourself. It can mean that we, if we block our emotions, we just hold everything in. And then we end up looking like this bottle that we are holding all this stuff in. We have these emotions for a reason, which I'll get to in a moment. And if you're not addressing them, they're going to explode at some point. And by just sticking a smile on your face, it's like sticking a band-aid on a leg that's been amputated and your leg is literally the other side of the room. And you're like, I just stick a band-aid of like, oh, my leg's in one piece. My leg's in one piece. No, it's not going to cut it. It's not going to cut it. So we have negative emotions for a reason. Our default state is one of calm. When we allow ourselves to feel and acknowledge our emotions, then we release them because they have a purpose. If we're pushing them down, pushing them down, they're gonna keep coming up to be listened to, to be understood. So, thoughts create feelings. Feelings create behavior. Behavior reinforces thoughts. Thoughts create feelings. So whether that is a positive or negative feeling, um, a physical feeling, so say um, your toe hurts, um, you will then have behavior on that feeling. So you will go, oh, okay, so my toe hurts, so maybe my shoes are pinching, maybe I'm getting a blister, I need to take action and do that. Um, or obviously have positive emotions as well. So the most obvious reaction of thought having a physical reaction in your body is, ta-da, an erection. So that is literally a thought happens in the brain, 
that then really causes a chemical reaction, a physical reaction in the brain to tell a man's penis to get erect. So that could be, let me just skip back. So thoughts create feelings, feelings, behavior. Oh, hang on, next slide, sorry. So yes, most obvious reason of a physical reaction in the body based on thought. So before a feeling, there is always a thought. So something happens, there's an external event, input or stimulus, or a random thought will just pop into our head. Then from that, we have a thought based on our past experiences or our predictions of what we think the future is going to be. Then we have, we experience an emotion and this creates a corresponding physical sensation in the body. So the only reason we know we're experiencing an emotion is because we will physically feel it in our body. So if we're feeling scared, we may get butterflies in the stomach or our heart rate going. Um, excitement is the same feeling, but we interpret it differently based on the thinking. If we're feeling sad, we can feel a heaviness in our heart. We can maybe even start to cry. If we're feeling really blissed out and happy, our body can feel really relaxed and deep. So we have an emotion and the corresponding physical sensation felt in the body. And then we take action based on what's happening. And then that feeds back around and then we read for our five senses what's happening. There's an external event input or stimulus, or again, there'll be a, a different thought we'll have in our mind and it will cycle around. So please do take a screenshot of this now, or I can actually, um, I can send this to everyone. So just email me and say you would like um, a screenshot of this. So this is so, so important. When I talked about our minds looking to the past or into the future, this is because our minds are like a massive library. Everything that happens to us right from when we are born, or even some say before we're born, like when we have memories from within the womb, um, or even past lives, if you want to go there, but um, from in the room. Um, so I will, we will store these memories. And because we can't obviously remember all this stuff the whole time, because our brain would explode. Our brain like fires it all away. So when something happens in the present moment, uh, so for example, a dog, if you're scared of dogs, your brain will see a dog, it will go, oh, hang on. What do we know about dogs? So it will look in your library and bring out the file or the shelf on dogs. And it will look through all the different experiences you've had dogs in your, in your life. And if one of those um, was a scary experience, possibly in childhood, you will go, whoa. You will then imagine what the future would be like. And it could be, oh my God, that dog might bite me or chase me or bark at me. So you will future predict. And then you make your decision in the present moment of what you're going to do. So you can see in our circle that thoughts create feelings. So your thought there is looking back and going, okay, dogs, dogs are scary in the past, but all this is happening in a split second. So we don't have time to process all this thinking, blah, 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 blah. So our body just creates chemical reaction in our body, creates an emotion, creates feelings in our body. So our feelings are, whoa, dog, scared. That's how quick it happens. But all of this thinking has gone on. Dog arrives. We have um, our brain looks to the past, predicts what the future is going to do, creates a physical emotion in the body. I feel scared. Take action. The body starts to um, feel scared. Take action. Right. So how does this relate to infertility? I will get there. I will get there. I'm just setting the scene. So basically our body has two states. 
Rest, digest, heal and reproduce, which is our natural state that our body should be in most of the time. This state when your body is, you know, it's eating, it's resting, it's just feeling calm. Feeling okay. Could be neutral, could be happy, but it's just, it's just resting, it's just doing its thing. So how often is your body in state out of a percentage of 100% of the time being you're feeling like this, like look at these beautiful models, they're like, look, I've got my bald leaves, oh, I lie down in the sun, oh. And um, well, I should point out, you don't need to feel like blissful, but just feel calm, just feeling, feeling okay. So that's when you can digest easily, that's when you can sleep fully at night, that's when you don't have any digestive problems. That's when your mind is just at peace and you don't have any like worrying thoughts or stress. Basically, that massive list we had of all the negative stress impact of fertility when you're not experiencing that. So how often percentage-wise are you in this state? Just note that down. So the opposite state to that is um, freeze, fight or flight. So in that scenario with the dog, your first reaction would have been to freeze, even for us split second your brain would then be doing that whole library thing to decide what to do and to give you the emotion in the body and in that scenario your body would then go into fight fight or freeze freeze where your heartbeat heart rate would start to quicken blood is pumped away from your forebrain to your limbic brain your more primitive brain blood is pumped to your arms and legs so you're ready to fight or run away so if you see a tiger or a big dog and you're scared of dogs this is what happens and this is why we get butterflies in the stomach because the blood is pumped away from our digestive and reproductive system in order to fight or run away because if a tiger is staring at you you're not going to be getting jiggy with it you don't need to be ovulating you don't need to be having sex you don't need planting that embryo you need to be running for your life or punching that tiger to save your life not create new life so can you see how when you get into chronic stress, you're impacting your body in an ongoing way? So if you're not, so basically we go into stress and that is absolutely fine. Our body is designed to go into stress, I should add. This is good. We want this to happen because there are some disorders where this doesn't happen and people have no fear, which is really bad because then they put themselves into dangerous situations. So then if that tiger or a bus, for example, is coming at them, instead of their blood pumping from here to their primitive system, instead of the blood going very quickly away from the digestive and reproductive system to their arms and legs, so they can very quickly move out of the way of that bus. This is why people can have superhuman strength in stressful situations. This is where they can run faster than they've ever run before to get out of the way of a moving car. This is where people can lift a car off of someone when someone's trapped underneath it. They have superhuman strength. Because literally their arms are stronger in that moment because their body is going, that is what you need. And it pumps the blood and it pumps that. You're not thinking of your logical brain. You're not going, oh, it's a car. I can't move the car. You're thinking from your primitive brain. Oh, getting all excited. Getting all excited. So let's see how this affects fertility so you can see when you have a negative reaction to say a negative result a negative pregnancy result your stress level is raised and your body is flooded with cortisol and adrenaline and your body goes into a state of hyper arousal oh yes i forgot to say so this is supposed to happen this is good but a few minutes or half an hour later 
You want your body to go back into the state, rest, digest, heal, or reproduce. Calm your body back down. Now, it takes a minimum of three minutes. So if something like a little bit scary happens, like someone um, jumps out and says, and you go, Whoop! and then your heart rate runs. It's going to take like three minutes minimum for your body to calm itself down and bring yourself back into rest, digest, and reproduce. The problem is when we have ongoing chronic stress, such as infertility, all of this crap is happening all the time. So we don't ever go into back into rest, digest, digest, <laughs> or reproduce. We can be in this sustained state of there's a frigging tiger in the room. Infertility can be that tiger. And we can constantly feel like we're ready to fight, constantly feel like we want to run. One of the first ladies who joined my group, Anna, actually used to run. She was so hyperactive, so in this state of chronic hyper arousal, the only thing that calmed her down and made her feel better rather was to run. And she ran and she ran and she ran for hours hours every day because it was the only thing that made her feel better because her body was telling her you are in danger you need to run so when she was running physically running she felt better she felt relief because she was like yeah that's all good i'm all right and then obviously when she stopped she would then she would have you know that sort of spike of the adrenaline the come down of exercise because exercise can be really good for us to help regulate this cycle but then it would start again so you can see that all of this all of these knock-on effects of infertility can actually be adding to this cycle. So this piece of the fertility puzzle is the fact that mind-body are as one. There is not a mind and a body, they're not two separate things, mind-body is one. You cannot separate the mind and body. You could, I don't know, cut your head open and take the brain out, but it doesn't work like that. Your mind isn't like just your physical brain. We found there are studies now that prove that your heart influences your thinking, the electromagnetic waves that they're, the science behind this is just absolutely fascinating. You cannot divide the two. It's impossible. And what happens is we do divide the two and we start going, well, this is physically what's wrong with my body. So I'll treat this and I'll take these hormones or I'll do this. And I'm not saying we shouldn't do that at all. And I've been through, I was learning all of this and then went on to do two rounds of IVF. IVF is fantastic that we as humans have managed to create a system and to help and support our bodies in our way. But what I'm saying is if you're only treating the body and not the mind at the same time, it's just a waste. It's foolish, it's ineffective, and it's a waste of your time. Time is limited. We don't have all the time, especially when it comes to infertility. The clock is ticking, we're so aware of it. So to be using these techniques from today, the stuff I'm teaching you from today, start using it to counterbalance all of this stuff. So now I'm gonna tell you how you can do all of this. And don't worry if your stress level has really gone up because of everything I'm telling you, don't worry. Bring it all back down and by the end, you'll be back into rest, digest, heal and reproduce, we'll be fine. Stick with me, stick with me. Oh, and don't forget, I'm also going to give you that video of all the techniques. So you can always go and do that video afterwards at the end of the self supers and be using those. So 
you can see here with the blue circles that the cycle is you have a negative reaction to a negative result. So that could be pregnancy test or test results or negative experience. Your stress level is raised, cortisol, adrenaline. Your body then is unable to get itself out of the stress cycle. So stays in a state of hyper arousal, therefore is having a negative impact on your fertility. What we want to do is instead get it to the point where you have a neutral, neutral reaction to a negative result. A neutral reaction to something that before you perceived as negative in your life have a neutral reaction to it. Therefore your body remains in rest, digest, heal, reproduce and your fertility is not negatively impacted. Or you um, still have a negative reaction, a stress reaction to something happening but instead of them taking hours, days to recover from it, a lot quicker you bring yourself back into rest, digest and heal. So this isn't about making you superhuman that you never um, experience anything and you never feel emotions, but putting you in charge of your emotions rather than your emotions being in charge of you. And the studies that back this up are fantastic. So in a large federal funded study, 55% of previously infertile women who met regularly in a mind-body infertility program conceived within six months, compared to only 20 in the control group that used no mind-body technique. In the Soroka Medical Center in Israel, they looked at the impact of hypnosis, so using positive suggestions, using the mind to impact the physical body, on 185 women undergoing IVF. And it found that 28% of the women who'd been hypnotized became pregnant, compared to just half of that who had not. And there's strong evidence has been found for the success of cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT, for treating women who are having trouble ovulating. Research in Emory, University of Atlanta, found that women who had CBT, 75% of them recovered full fertility, compared to only 12.5% who did not. This has been an excerpt from my March 2020 workshop, Fertility and the Mind, the Science. If you're interested to learn how to start using these techniques, come to my website embracefertility.co.uk and download your free starter pack. Or you can just jump straight in and book a free 30 minute call with me to see how I can support you on your journey to motherhood. Follow me at Embrace Fertility and do check out the Embrace Fertility Method my 12-week signature course, which combines a whole selection of mind-body techniques to help you really utilize these techniques while trying to conceive, to lower your stress levels, balance your hormones, minimize your stress response, and really start to embrace your journey to motherhood.